Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sira. What's up? I'm Steve. And tonight we are talking about Friday the 13th, parts 4 through 6, a.k.a. the Tommy Jarvis Trilogy. It's our second part to our Friday the 13th series, so if you haven't yet, go back, listen to the episode where we covered parts 1 through 3, or if you're like, fuck those movies, I want to hear about these, then you're in luck. Just keep listening. Yeah. (laughs) So, enjoy. been screaming for <laughs> Friday the 13th the final chapter all right so we're gonna start off by talking about Friday the 13th part 4 the final chapter it was directed by Joseph Zito and starred Corey Feldman as a young Tommy Jarvis I like him in the Goonies um his family lives in a cabin by Camp Crystal Lake that's uh, not a cat wait was his house the blue house with the cool window no that was the cool house uh, he lives with his mom and his sister. There's another house nearby that a bunch of teenagers go to to the party. The house with the cool window? Yeah. And uh, Jason returns once again to start killing everybody off one by one. The the typical storyline for a Friday the 13th movie. And then Tommy Jarvis shaves his head, mostly. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, the movie was called The Final Chapter because it was originally going to be the final film in the series, but... Uh, it given, made money. Yeah, it made money, so they're like, fuck it, we're going to keep going. <laughs> it it kind of switched the formula up a little bit because it wasn't just teenagers going. Like it, it added in like the family aspect to it, which I thought was a cool addition, um, but it still did have like the it typical... It made you more aware that it was a town opposed to just like a camp. Yeah. Um, Tommy Jarvis... Uh, or Corey Feldman as Tommy Jarvis, I think was a great choice. Like I love Corey Feldman, so yeah, I know. Yeah, but I feel like man. he played such a different character in this film. Like I feel like he's always like whenever I think Corey Feldman, I think like smartass. Like I picture him as yeah. Mouth in the Goonies, and I'm yeah. like, he's so fucking cool. Like telling the Spanish maid, like if she doesn't do what they want in the right way, they're gonna lock her in the closet with the roaches. <laughs> like, that was yeah, my picture, actually, and he wasn't I, as badass in this. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this was like, you know, really earlier in his career. It was, he was before the Goonies. Kind of, yeah. So, all right, so not like super early, but definitely before the Goonies. I feel like in the Goonies, that's where like Corey Feldman kind of found himself as an actor and like what he does best at. But he was great in this movie, regardless. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. Just a de- definitely um, a different style than what I'm used to when I see him. I like too how he like he basically one ups Jason, um, like. All of these teenagers and adults get killed off by Jason, but, like, the little kid was the one smart enough to, like, pull it off. And it's cool how they do it, too. Like, it it fleshes Jason out more as a character because, you know, he's affected by seeing himself as a child. And, like, it shows... kind of shows the human side Uh, of Jason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. It definitely kind of brings out that human, vulnerable side, like, of what was done to him as a kid. And then, like, Tommy Jarvis, the whole time, 
he's just like, remember, Jason, remember. It uh, also pulls like, you back to when, like, they did that with the Pamela Voorhees thing with the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a very Putting similar sweater, scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so. I like his glasses. Some key parts from this movie. Um, I'm going to start off with the best line of the movie. It says you're a dead fuck. You're a dead fuck. <laughs> a dead fuck. They went on about that throughout the whole fucking movie, too. Like, he randomly, like, am I really a dead fuck? Yeah. I, lo- I, love, how, I love how it starts, though. Like, I lo- and it's Crispin Glover, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So, if you want to see George McFly as a dead fuck, like... You know uh, what? I was not into him as George McFly, but I think he's kind of handsome. Yeah, there are two characters. Honestly, the chemistry between those two really made the movie entertaining. Because I remember, uh, I think his name was Joey, uh, the one that's like, you're a dead fuck. Like, I remember him from a very weird 80s movie called The Last American Virgin. So, it, like, but, I mean, I saw, like, this before I saw that. But it was really cool to see him in other movies. But he was just so funny and just a witty character. And the way him and Crispin's character played off of each other was just great. Yeah. I, Very entertaining. <laughs> I, I love when um, Jimmy, his name is Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Okay. I, love, I thought it was Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how, uh, no, no. Crispin Glover's name was Jimmy. Oh, okay. Okay. Ted. Oh, it was Ted. Cause like he kept referencing, want to give old Teddy bear a kiss. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Ted, Ted. There you go. I don't know why I said yeah, his name is Joey. Yeah, sorry, um, but I love how <laughs> he looked like a Joey. It's good. <laughs> I love how Jimmy gets Ted back though later on when uh, Ted's like upset. He's like, "You see that? That girl used to be mine. I don't get it." And he's like, "Well, why don't you check your computer?" <laughs> <laughs> you can tell can the we... one guy was super, super upset about the dead fuck thing too because like, they... he got it in later in the movie, and he's just like, as soon as they're done, he's like. Am, Am I a dead, dead fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, to the, to the, the one when he, he was uh, banging. Yeah. Uh, how about the probably my all-time favorite scene in that movie, uh, the dance scene with Crispin. Oh, my God. Lover. Oh, <laughs> you want to dance? And she's like, to this? And he's just going so hard. <laughs> that is I mean, seriously one of the best scenes ever. I mean, hey, it worked, right? <laughs> he got it yeah, in. Yeah, he got it in. Um... Now, I like how it started out in the hospital, too, because you don't really get, like, a explanation. I mean, Jason kind of just pops up. He's, he, does, uh, he just decided he's alive now. Yeah, like, I like how they showed, like, oh, he was dead, he's in the hospital, and he comes back. He kills that guy watching the fucking workout. <laughs> yeah, a questionable workout video, I must say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, 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 uh, that throat slice scene with the bone saw was awesome. So another big... Uh, thing with this movie too was Tom Savini returned to do the makeup yes. for Jason, and uh, the reason being was, like I said before, this was going to be. The... Is this the smiley Jason one? No, no. When his face gets knocked off, this isn't the one where. Oh wait, yes. Mask gets knocked off, and he like has like a doofy it. smile. <laughs> isn't that yeah, this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Jason is happy. Jason. Um, but he, Tom Savini returned because. Uh, this was originally going to be the final chapter to the series, and he wanted to come back and, like, kill off the character that he created. This would have been a shitty final chapter. Continue. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Um, we're actually going to talk about my favorite movie of the series. So, uh, See, this is actually, this is my favorite of the series. Uh, I remember watching it the most as a kid. I would rent it. Out of all of them, I would rent this one the most 
One, I was obsessed with uh, Corey Feldman's mask collection. I was always envious of it. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, Ted, Ted and Crispin Glover's uh, ca- characters, even at such an early age, I found them very funny. And just, of course, the return of Tom Savini and like the effect, the practical effects and kills in this movie are just amazing. And of course, the face reveal of Jason at the end. Uh, it scared me as a kid. It, it definitely did. But he looked like, so he was happy. so grotesque. Dude, do you know, I know what that face like, reveal was? That huh? was foreshadowing to the Goonies and Sloth. I don't think so. It but. definitely was. <laughs> but that um, face reveal was just, whew. It's yeah. crazy. I, my biggest complaint with this movie is... I mean, I, I like I that it, uh, it brought in like a new... Like brought something new to the mix with the family. I but it ended up just following the same pattern as the previous movies, which I I know that that's what these movies are. But I would have liked to see more of like what if Jason just stalked this family and like fucked with this family for the night. Yeah, but the the thing is that Jason is a killer that has a reason. He doesn't just kill. He like he's he's mindlessly in a way, but he kills people that he think. He he can relate to being responsible for his drowning. Yeah, I understand you know. So that. it's like he wouldn't, and that's like that's that's another thing that I want to bring up with this movie is that like he shouldn't have been after Tommy Jarvis at all. I don't really think he was, but he kind of was at the same time. Like he was definitely fucking with the kid, and he really shouldn't have been because that doesn't follow his his whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his whole thing is like I'm I'm gonna kill people that might be camp counselors. Well, I'm I mean, kill it goes- teenagers that are fucking. It goes back to, like, he killed Tommy Jarvis's mom, too. Oh, okay, yeah, but the, anyway, yeah, that was my complaint with it. Like, I, I liked that they brought something new into the mix, but then I feel like that took a backseat to focus on more of the, the same. same thing. And it's, like, they added so much, like, of the drama between the teenagers and stuff. That you didn't like, care about. I felt like I was watching Degrassi for a little bit. <laughs> I want the body count, not the story. Yeah, got so it. I, I kind of yeah. got bored a little bit. Like, I I was into it a lot when it um, focused on, like, Tommy Jarvis's character and, like, um, especially towards the end when it was, like, him outwitting Jason and, like, the chase between uh, his sister, which his sister does some... Que- There's some questionable writing with this movie that I want to bring up. First off, Rob, Rob's character, they yeah. go down in the basement, and Jason attacks him in the basement. Oh, yeah. Which is a, it's an awesome scene, but then Jason hits him once, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs for, like, 30 seconds, he's killing me! He's killing me! And it's like, we know that that's what's happening. You don't have to yell it. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. you there. Um... Also, right after that part, Tommy Jarvis's sister goes to run out the door, and there's Runs a body back. laying at the at the doorway. And rather than jump over the body or step over the body, she runs away like that's not an option. But then jumps over it later to get back into the house. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, They've got to come up with ways to make people slower so Jason has time to catch up. Well, I mean, on top of that, too, like, when Rob, right You're after Rob... You're passionate about this situation. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's lazy writing. Like, Rob just got murdered in the basement. You didn't leave sight of the basement door, and then you're going to walk down the basement steps afterwards, knowing that the guy who just killed Rob is still in the fucking basement. 
Yeah, I never understood why she went back down there. It was such a dumb move. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... I feel like it was, like... It was unneeded, like, lazy writing. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a reason. I don't fucking know. But it didn't make sense to me. Tommy Jarvis fucking machetes him to the head. Over... Well, yeah, he sees his hand move, and then he starts fucking hitting him again. I don't again, think again. his sister saw the hand move, because she was like, Tommy! Yeah, well... You know, like, she was really freaked out that he did that, and she, like, looked at him like he was a psychopath, but, like... Well, they... She was asking about it, too, in the hospital, and the doctors were explaining, you know, like, it's normal for somebody who went through that to, like, respond in that way. But then... So you're just like, oh, all right, like, that makes sense. And then you have the fucking weird, creepy, like eyes open suddenly at the end and you're like oh shit I have never seen anyone yeah. scarier than bald Corey Feldman <laughs> that was he looks sickly like he looks not well yeah and he his, missed uh, a spot mental, mental health took a toll that after that but what was really cool though is the way uh, after he hit Jason in the face with the machete how Jason like kind of fell on the machete like that effect was just kind of so mm-hmm. cringy yeah where he just kind of folded in I was yeah, like, like oh kind of like Oh, into a bit. Yeah, yeah, that was an awesome effect. You know what, then? Tom, uh, Tom Savini killed it. Like, Did we see another his face w- again in the other two movies? Um, you see it kind of briefly in the beginning of part six, but it's covered by maggots and, like, a bunch yeah. of other debris. Yeah, like, I saw that, but, and I was, like, I was, like, kind of looking to see if you saw that, like, that cut, but you don't. Yeah. But I guess in the sec- the the one after this is not Jason. Nah, we'll get into that, though. Yeah. Uh, sure. This is the last film in the series to pick up where the last one left off. So, like, up until this point, like, the second one starts right when the first one ends. And then, like, the third one starts right when the second one ends. And this was yep. the last to do that. After this, it does, like, the time jump every time. And Yeah, that's because... Tommy Jarvis has to get old because Corey Feldman was too busy being a Goonie, which I'm not hey, gonna blame him for. He was on to bigger things, you dude. Know? The Goonies is one of my favorite movies, next <laughs> oh, to the Princess Bride. There were some random kills in here too, like the girl that's hitchhiking eating the banana. Like, hey, honey, you got a sister? Switch <laughs> over the side, fuck you. Oh my gosh, but... dude! I feel like Jason was the most like savage in this one. Like he just like he just. Seemed to have so much anger behind his motives. Like, he really, like, just... What What did the hitchhiker do? No, I don't he know. He straight... killed a lot of people in, uh... Which one was it where they were playing paintball? With the socks over their pants? Oh, uh, part, part six. Part six. We'll, get in, six. we'll get into that, yeah. yeah. He yeah. killed a lot of people. But, like, yeah, she's just sitting there, you know, minding her own business, eating a banana, trying to get that potassium, and then he straight comes up behind her, and you can hear, he's like, Ugh! like, you fucking lodges that knife right into her throat i'm like holy shit like, that was brutal i like the whole hey ted where's the corkscrew Womp, here it is motherfucker right in his hand and then like tom savini how he did that effect with the cleaver to the face is it was a reverse shot so that's like that's how i guess they pulled that scene off that's which cool. was pretty effective yeah i also remember reading too that uh cory feldman the part where jason like jumps through the window and grabs him, which is a cool throwback to... It was the second one, right? Uh, yeah. The part where Jason does that and grabs Corey Feldman, uh, Corey Feldman was, like, legitimately terrified at that part, and, like, it was, like, an actual reaction when Jason jumped through and grabbed him. <laughs> so, you know, like, awesome. standard in uh, horror movies when they have children filming, they usually try and keep them sheltered from what the movie actually is, like, yeah. it being a horror movie, did they do that at all for Corey Feldman? Probably or not. Or are they just like, fuck it, Corey Feldman, you got this. You're a goonie. <laughs> it's good. 
I know he wasn't a Goonie yet, but in his heart, he's always been a Goonie. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably was... I feel like that's more of, like, a newer thing. I feel like nobody gave a shit back well, then. And, and the Shining, yeah. well, and in The Shining, they, they sheltered the boy in The Shining, and yeah, the boy in Chucky as well. Yeah, that's true. You know what? They, I'd probably feel like Corey Feldman was kind of around that age. Like, you know, he's he was probably, like, older. 12. Or so they were like, hey, man, you know, it's a movie. And, like, I feel like, you know, Corey even was a professional at such a young age that was like, all right, you know, let's do it, you know, and get it done. I thought it was interesting to have a character kind of hunting after Jason, but not much of a payoff because he got killed right away with Rob's character. Like, it was definitely interesting. Like, whoa, we finally have someone pursuing Jason here. Well, what was cool, too, is uh, his sister, who was killed by Jason, was Sandra, who was a character in the second film. Oh, That's something that we (laughs) noticed a lot, too, watching this movie. And I know it's not super relevant, but a lot of the stuff from... The video game that they made, like the Friday Thirteenth video game, like you can directly see in this film. Mm-hmm. When we were watching it, I was like, "Hey, that's it's, in the video game." <laughs> it's really all the films. You know, uh, they, no, they well, have little bits and pieces. Yeah, but like this one especially, like there was some stuff that I didn't connect, and this one especially, mm-hmm. I was like noticing, like, "Oh, oh, there it is, <laughs> found it." Um, originally, Tommy Jarvis, when he kills Jason, was supposed to decapitate him with the machete, but. Oh. They wanted to leave it open in case they decided to bring Jason back because, you know, a machete to the head, they can work around that, but, like, completely decapitating him. They can turn him into the headless horseman where he just (laughs) carries his head around under his arm. (laughs) Yeah, they're still coming back from that. (laughs) It's also the first of two Friday the 13th movies where Jason does not use a machete. She'd kill people. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, too, is, like, Rob's the one with the machete and, like... All that, and like, you know, I've noticed something, I was mentioning this to my sister the other day, I'm like, do you notice like, how Jason's signature weapon is the machete, but let's be honest, how often does he really use exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, he uses like, basically anything he can find. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but it's also like, it's it's random too, because like, I, I think it was this one, but I I don't remember, we watched them all back to back, and um... Damn. There was, there was the part, yeah, I think it was when Corey Feldman uh, was in the bedroom with his sister, like, they had the door barricaded. Yeah. And Jason starts hacking the door down with an axe, and it's like, where did you, like, randomly pull that out of? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I, I definitely think he pulled it from Sarah's body, because I remember, like, he's the one that threw the axe through the door into her. Where did so he get the axe before was... that? Yeah, no, no, good point, well, I mean, they're good camping, point. so I guess you could find an axe, but I just think it's funny because, like... He he was chasing them and he didn't have an axe and then he starts like knocking the door down and he has an axe. I want to jump ahead so bad because I really want to talk about the development of Tommy Jarvis. Well, I mean, there's really and not too really much hard. more to just say about this one. Um, it's really hard not yeah. to jump. I like besides Paul getting shot in the dick with a harpoon gun. This is like I think Jesus. The thing that makes these movies so different from the other ones is that you do have a continuous character which yeah. you've never had before, and that's what I want to like. Like I feel like that's like. So it's the only move. It's the only time where you have like a development. Yeah, um, and you have a lot of development with Tommy Jarvis changing throughout the movies. Obviously. I think I know that like uh, the probably the most famous kill in this movie is the shower scene, the shower kill. Um, that girl would have been safe. That was in the shower with that guy if she didn't fuck him. <laughs> she fucked up. Um, I think my favorite kill though is with Ted, where the. Uh, the projector goes out. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Where and he, he like, stabs through the screen and, yeah. and slices yeah. the screen as 
He falls. Yeah. What was your favorite kill? Steven? Steve? Me? Uh, I gotta say, yeah, definitely uh, Crispin Glover, Jimmy. With a, hey, Tad, where's the corkscrew? Boom, right in the <laughs> fucking hand. And then the cleaver right to the face was just so brutal. I was like, damn. Brutal. This is fucking, I love it. I love that scene. Definitely my favorite kill. Right. But uh, the, the shower scene was funny. Just, and uh, for some reason, that, that shower scene also always stuck in my head as a kid. Like that was, I think that was the first time I ever saw someone's face get crushed on a movie. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. And they did a great job with the sound effects, too. Yeah. To just really put you there. All right. I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about parts five and six. So let's get into yeah, the ratings. Yeah. And then... All right. Did we get Erica's rating on this? Nah. Ah. Oh. All right. Steven, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, yeah, this was my number one favorite of the series. Uh, it was the first Friday the 13th I ever bought on film. Uh, I think I bought it at Media Play at the time when that was still open. Um, and there's just a lot from it I love. I love uh, Ted's character, Jimmy's character. Uh, Corey Feldman was absolutely great. Uh, overall, I think I'm going to give this movie... Uh, probably an 8.2. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, not my favorite Friday the 13th, but, um, definitely better than some of them that I've seen. <laughs> I've seen them all now, I think. But, well, I've seen them all before, but, like, recently. Recently, I've yeah. seen them, except for, like, Jason X and them, but let's pretend like they don't exist. Um... Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, I think I think it was it was a, a fair movie. I I really liked that it focused on um, a child as one of the main characters because that was something that I haven't seen in a Friday Thirteenth movie. Actually, in a lot of the movies, most of the movies in uh, from the eighties, it wasn't really focused on younger kids. Most of it was teenagers. Um, so I think that was really fun, and, and for him to be such a strong character. Um, and actually come out on the top, uh, on top at the end. There were, I did feel like it dragged on a little bit, but then there was parts that were not, not as entertaining as I would hope. Um, so in total, I'm going to give this movie a 7.5. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like you said, Sierra, it's definitely a lot better than, uh, some of the other sequels. I think, I, I definitely enjoyed it more than, um, three, part three. Um, I, I did like that they brought in a character that they were able to develop in the future installments, and I think it was cool that they introduced him as a kid. It wasn't just, like, some, you know, bulky hero who comes out on top in the end. Like, it was a kid who was able to do what adults and teenagers weren't able to do, and outsmart and kill Jason Voorhees. Um, I, like I said before, I kind of wish it focused more on the family than the teenagers, because... It got boring at times where it was kind of just about, like, the drama. And, but when once the kills came in, it, it was a, a good movie. It was a payoff. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to give this movie a 6.9. Oh, I give it a higher than Dylan? What? And I know. It, the low rater. <laughs> that gives it an average of a 7.5. That's a fair. All right. That, I think it's solid. Yeah, definitely. It's
self-defense murder of a psychopathic killer. Boy, they've given him every therapy they can think of. It's wonder his mind isn't fried with all the drugs they've given him. The next movie we're going to talk about is Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, also known as Part 5. Um, or Part 2 of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie was released... It was directed by Danny Steinman and... It stars John Shepard as Tommy Jarvis. They originally wanted Corey Feldman to return, and the story was going to focus on the kid again, but... The Goonies got him. Yeah, he was working on the Goonies at the time, so they were able to film his scenes for the beginning. In his backyard? Yeah. I'm sorry, I got excited. (laughs) They filmed his scenes in his backyard. Um, it, It acts... This movie gets a lot of shit. I think that it's good. I I'm gonna I'm fine. gonna say that outright. Like, um, so it follows Tommy Jarvis. He's older now, and he goes to this like rehabilitation, like halfway house thing, uh, because he since he was a kid, he was in he has a mental, mental hospital. hospital. He's got mental issues. Yeah. Um, he sees Jason when he doesn't take his meds. <laughs> well, even when he does at times, I t- I see Jason when I don't take my meds. So. uh... He, people start dying, and it's almost set up to look like Tommy Jarvis is the killer, because he has these, like, violent outbursts, and, uh, he's, like, seeing Jason at times, so you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, he's... He's just crazy, and Jason's dead. Um, but come to find out at the end of the movie that it's the paramedic, Roy, I think his name is Roy, uh, who... At the beginning of the movie, one of the patients Get kills a guy. Get killed by Vic. Yeah, he kills a guy. Um, and it turned I out I think that that's who Joey was. Yeah, it is. You're right. Uh, Joey was Roy, the paramedic's son, and he kind of, like, snaps and dresses up like Jason and starts killing people. But like, the big... Oh, continue. Um... The movie was... It was originally going to start a new trilogy... But after the release of this, there was so much, like, hate. Paramount said, you need to bring Jason back. Like, we're not giving you an option. <laughs> I honestly think the only reason people really dislike this is because it was it didn't turn out to be Jason. I Like, I honestly feel that way because um, it has, like, a lot of good kills. Um, it's a different story. Like, it's, it's a unique storyline compared to what it always is. And I think that it's, it's an alright movie. Like, it's not amazing... But it's not bad, so I don't. I don't. I, I. I honestly think that the only reason people dislike it is because it turned out not to be Jason. Yeah, I find. Um, you know, when I when I was like maybe thirteen or so, like I kind of harped on this one a lot. 
But the more I've watched it, the more I've realized this isn't a bad movie at all. And there are some very redeeming factors. It's just the only gripe is, yeah, it's not Jason, but... I mean, it was definitely an interesting take when you find out that it's the the quiet paramedic Roy. But I'm kind of happy he was, like, killed off. Um, but for for that, that movie, though, uh, New Beginning, it definitely was an interesting take. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was interesting to throw in. I I liked the the like psychological aspect of it, to where like you you think that it could be Tommy Jarvis that's killing people, and it's kind of it kind of leaves you guessing throughout. Like, is it Tommy Jarvis? Is Jason actually back? Like, what's going on? And I think it kind of threw it for a loop when you're like, it's not either of those things. It's actually this that's happening. Um, I mean, other than that, though, like the kills were great. It follows a similar formula of the movies but it adds a little something more to it i honestly don't believe that the child tommy jarvis would have ended up being this tommy jarvis i think that he would have skipped this tommy jarvis and gone straight to the yeah i think i think part six tommy jarvis is like the best portrayal but we'll we'll, we'll get into absolutely agree wise i'm just saying that i don't personality wise i think that the character of young tommy jarvis was a very strong and not so scared child yeah that I can't imagine him defeating Jason and becoming a scared adult. Well, it's weird, too, because you have, like you said, that personality in the first one, and then this one, I mean, all in total, I think he says, like, I think I read that he says 24 words in this entire movie, and he's so, like, mentally fucked up. And then the next movie, he's, he's, like, talkative and, like, yeah, we need to stop Jason, we need to do that, like... It doesn't flow. Yeah, it doesn't... They didn't really develop that character correctly and it could go it could be that you know these movies were released one after another and you had different people writing and directing each one it was they were money makers money makers for sure Uh, you know the friday 13th series really took over the whole decade of the 80s like you pretty much got one every year for from 1980 up until 1989 now so yeah it was definitely a cash cow for sure yeah, there's a lot of, like, stigma around this that it the movie did poor in the box office because of how, like, poor it did with reviews. But the movie actually made quite a bit of money in the box office as well. Yeah, it, it beat Porky's uh, Revenge in the box office. <laughs> and, that's, and Porky's is a well-known, like, you know, slapstick comedy from Bob Clark. So, you know, it had some competition right there, but, you know, it did okay. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, it sticks with the feel, too. Like I said, like, you get these kills that are very Jason-like, and it follows Jason's M.O., like, you know, oh, you have sex? I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Wait, I have to say something, okay? So that kid, Joey, that got killed by Vic, right? His name was Vic, the psycho cutting wood. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If he touched sheets that I just washed with his chocolatey fingers, I would have fucking axed him, too. I just had to put Jesus. that out there. Don't touch my clean sheets with your nasty chocolate fingers. Don't do Take it. Take notes. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I know Vic probably didn't do it for that reason. He did it because the kid was obnoxious. I get that. But, like, those girls, he wouldn't have gotten to Vic if I was there. <laughs> How about uh, the flare to the mouth scene on one of the greasers? Yeah, that's one of, that's one of my favorite kills. <laughs> he, like, but lights this... up like a fucking jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> I love yeah. those characters too. They're so funny. Like I love when uh, I love when the ones like fixing the car and he gets killed, and the other guy who's driving like comes back and he's like singing. He's like, "Let's ratatouille, ratatouille." Yeah. I'm like, like, "What?" 
he's gonna like, kick your ass right tattoo yeah he's like singing the whole fucking time and then uh he ends up getting stabbed from the back seat right yeah the back seat yeah um yeah no this i love that kill but this movie has my favorite kill of the series and that is the belt scene yeah, that is a cool kill. Where, uh, yeah, that was a great scene, too, crushing his head like that. I love that scene. Um, there were some characters that I feel were thrown in just for, like, the kills. Like, you have the 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 couple that were doing coke. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, the that diamond. was kind of thrown in. The greasers, too. Like, they were kind of just thrown in. Um, who else? The the family. Um, oh God, the redneck Ethel, family. Yeah, Ethel, Ethel and her son. And, and there's that. And there's that guy too, who's like Clint Eastwood looking motherfucker. Oh like, yeah, dirty Clint Eastwood, keeper <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> yeah, like you could tell what characters were just thrown in to like up the body count for it, but they were creative oh, kills, so I won't complain too much for that. God, that that redneck family though, Ethel and Junior drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> Every time they were on screen, I just like. I, I was just rolling my eyes. I was like, I can't wait for you to die. I seriously can't wait for you to die. <laughs> and when Tommy Jarvis kicks Junior's ass, that was pretty awesome. Not even gonna lie, yeah. fucker had it coming. The uh, the one the sex scene in the woods in the movie with the belt scene. Uh, the girl in that scene's name was actually Deborah Voorhees. And, yeah, uh, it's so crazy. Yeah, she became a teacher. And she actually got fired from her teaching jobs because her students found her sex scene from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is easy on the eyes there, I must say. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Not gonna I mean, lie, I wouldn't look at my teacher the same way, too, after seeing that. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, how about Demon? Reggie and Demon. Ah, uh, Demon was great, and, uh... Oh, that my was... God. When he's fucking running, he's like... Was... You're gonna get it, bitch! <laughs> that's, that's definitely my favorite scene from no, that movie. No, when he's there. running to tell he's like, my stomach hurts. It was those chimichangas! <laughs> or those enchiladas! Oh, yeah, enchiladas! <laughs> oh, that guy is so funny. I've seen him in quite a couple of movies. Uh, dishonorable mention, the Street Fighter live-action movie he's in. Oh, God. I think his name is Miguel Nunez. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he he's funny though. Every movie I see him in, like, oh, he was also in Return of the Living Dead. Yep, yep. he was in that movie too, kind of playing almost the same kind of character. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I I, first, I, I always laugh at his death scene. You know, like, cause what a way to go is on the shitter, like, especially in a porter potty. Oh, that's gonna be the worst. As far as like movie wise goes, I don't. This definitely isn't my least favorite, and. I, I know I watched it. This was my first time watching it, actually, since like middle school. And uh, I know that like I've, I've seen a lot of hate for it, and I didn't remember it being that bad because I know. I mean, when I watched it in middle school, I wasn't you know this doesn't have Jason. This sucks. Like I, I was more like oh you know there's a horror kills. movie's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's kills. It's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Like. Whatever, so I, I was kind of excited to go back and watch it now because it's been, I mean, years, years and years since I've seen it. So uh, to go back and watch it, I'm glad that I wasn't disappointed by it. Um, I will say, though, that I am glad that they decided to bring Jason back because while this was cool for this movie, I don't think I would have wanted to see more two more movies of Roy as the killer. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. Roy. He wasn't that cool, but I, do I mean, like, it was they nice... kind of give you like a little breather. 
of yeah. the same Jason movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a cool little curveball, you know, to throw Roy in there and then whatever, have it done with. Oh, Roy. Now, I do want to talk about the last scene of this movie um, where Tommy Jarvis goes back to the mental hospital and he has this dream of him killing... What was the girl's name? Was it Tina? Yeah. Yeah, of him killing Tina. Again, if you're listening to this, we are fucking horrible with names. And we just watched three movies where there's like 20 different characters in each. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, bear with us. Yeah. He uh, he kills Tina. Or no, it was, it was Pam. Yeah, because it was like Pam Voorhees. Yeah. But who is Tina? Tina was... I don't know. There's so many names. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for us butchering the names. Guys, um, like... <laughs> He kills he kills Pam and he wakes up and he goes and he had some for some reason somehow he has the mask and the outfit that Roy had used as Jason Voorhees in his hospital room. I don't know how that came to be, how that happened, but whatever, we'll go with it. Um so Pam comes in to see him and the window's broken, so it's made to look like he jumped out the window. And he shows up behind her with the mask on like he's going to kill her. They definitely ignore that. And then they drop that completely. So I almost wonder if maybe Tommy Jarvis was going to be the killer in the next two. It wasn't going to be Roy. But I guess I, there's probably... It would have been interesting. I, I can guarantee 100% that there's probably somewhere out there that has an answer to that. Um, but I personally don't know. If so. you have an answer, hit us up at Horror Haven. Um what is it at gmail.com or even podcast at gmail.com yeah my brain is not working well today I'm tired it would have been interesting but like I said like I'm I'm glad that they brought back Jason oh definitely how about Violet's kill when she's doing that the dance dance oh my god whoa don't talk about Dylan's girl he's into those freaky babes (laughs) I I honestly I love the song that's playing though because if you pay attention to the lyrics, it's really about a psychotic killer. Yeah. So it, it, it fits the scene well. It's just watching her do that weird Egyptian robot dance. It was just, I'm like, what are you <laughs> doing? Her killer. New her, wave. Her death was originally written to be, um, she was going to be exercising. And Jason was going to stab her in the genitals with a machete. But they decided that oh. that would be too tasteless. So they wrote it in that way that's something lucho fulci would have done in like yeah. <laughs> new york ripper there's a lot of genitalia like mutilation but wow for <laughs> them to go that far that would have been crazy yeah that was the original uh the original way she was supposed to die but they decided to change it you guys want to get in the ratings for this one sure thing all right steven all right so like i said i'm totally guilty of a uh, young 12 year old me harping on this that it wasn't jason as the killer but as i've gotten older and the more i've watched it i do find myself enjoying this one a lot more it does get a lot of shit but you know what it was something different and uh they ended up correcting that so-called wrong that the fans complained about so i don't think this movie's bad at all it's got some pretty awesome kills uh some funny lols definitely and uh a killer soundtrack actually too so, my rating on this, 6.8. Um, I thought it was definitely, uh, a f- I thought it was a fun, like, uh, little break from, from Jason. I think the Jason storyline is very, very, very played out. 
Like, it's every movie is very similar, so this is a little bit different. Not totally different, but a little. And it just, like, kind of gave you that break that you needed to be able to continue on, especially if you're going to binge watch all three of these. It gave you, like, a little breather between the two movies that you can't tell the difference of. Um, but it wasn't the best that I've ever seen. But I think, it, I think it, you know, you'll get some good kills and some good laughs while watching it, too. Uh, so I think it was just successful. Um, I'd give it a... Six point six point six. Six point six six. Shaita <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um only special movies get that rating. <laughs> it's it's not my favorite movie. Like you said, Sarah, it was it was a good break between the t- uh the two that we watched because I mean, I remember the first time I watched all these movies and I watched them all back to back and it fucking like it was one of those things where it killed me because they were so similar, but I couldn't stop. I was dedicated to watch all of them. And, um, I mean, going back, especially, like, after hearing all the hate towards it, like, going back as I was older and watching it and seeing that it really actually was a pretty cool concept, um, I, I was pretty happy about that. I do have my complaints with it, but the kills were great overall. It brought something new to the table, and I like the psychological aspect that they threw in. Um, I'd probably give it a six. Just a six, really? I feel like that's a little mean. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you, I just feel like it's All a right, little so that gives mean. it an average of a 6.5. I think that's fair. 6.5, my friends. So, chat, so four got a 7.5, and this got a 6.5. We didn't judge it for it being not Jason. Yeah. If you judge it for being not Jason, remove two points. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, finally, we are going to talk about Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. And I'm going to say right now, this is my favorite of the Friday the 13th movies. And I will get into why in a minute. Uh, the movie was directed by Tom McLaughlin, or McLaughlin? 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 I might Let me be, see it. I don't know. McLowen. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at it now, and the original concept was... To have Tommy Jarvis be the new villain, which is why it ended the way it did. My question's been answered. Um, Don't email us. Poor fan. <laughs> <laughs> Due to like the negativity that Part 5 got for not having Jason in the movie, Paramount said, hey, you need to bring Jason back. So they decided to bring Jason back, and it gave us the Jason that we know today. I feel like when everybody thinks Jason, they're like, oh mindless like zombie can't be killed maggots you know like i think of jason from number two bag over the head bag him, baby <laughs> um you might be the only one yeah <laughs> that's i feel like i watched two more than i watched the other ones and you know obviously the first one so this follows jean jacket tommy jarvis you know all right yeah okay so yeah <laughs> 
Digging movie, up graves and shit. The movie follows Tommy Jarvis again. Is the last with movie, a pal. The last movie with Tommy Jarvis. Uh, he decides to dig up Jason's grave because he wants to make sure that Jason's actually dead. Upon doing so, Jason gets struck by lightning, brings him back to life. Zombie Restarts J- his rotten heart. Yeah, zombie Jason. Totally Frankenstein style. Yeah. <laughs> Terror- terrorizes the uh, camp. Which okay, uh, there's so much that I want to get into with this. Um, so I'm I'm gonna get into it. Uh, first off, I love this movie because it's the first time in the franchise where they're actually in camp. Well, yeah, it brings it actually brings the kids in, which I thought was a cool addition to it. But it's the first time in the franchise where you have somebody that's actually hunting for Jason. It's not just Jason hunting people down and killing them. Like you have somebody that's like, "I'm going to kill Jason. We need to stop him." And I I think that that was a cool dynamic to add in, especially because. Ignoring the, ignoring the events of the fi- uh, the fifth movie and like Tommy Jarvis's personality in that, like that's how I picture young Tommy Jarvis growing up to be. Like I think Jason's back. We need to find him and kill him. Like I need to stop. Yeah, you don't picture scaredy cat. Yeah, Jarvis. Um, that's you. You're scaredy cat, Jarvis. Um, it also brings in the Jason that we know, which I'd said. Um, and there's just so much that this adds in. Yes, I have one complaint with this movie. Okay. He pops out of the grave, puts on his mask. Mask, perfectly clean. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. I, I noticed that too. Bullshit. I don't have an answer for that except for, you know, it's like almost like hitting the refresh button on Jason being active in the series again. They that's, should just rub it. They should have rubbed it in some dirt before they put it on his face. Just saying how, how it goes to the credits, uh, the opening credits, mm-hmm. where it zooms in on his eye and there's like this little shadow Jason that... Slash oh, the, the fucking like oh, James yeah. Bond knockoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was so sick. Like you can't Don't even lie. Like that too. He was he got really excited. He's like, look, James Bond. <laughs> a fun a fun thing about this is this is the first movie uh, since the original Friday the Thirteenth that got good reviews. Like the rest were kind of just like, oh, you know. No, I feel Friday this, the 13th this movie. one was solid. This one was really solid. It was a blast. It was so much fun watching, and I, lo- I love Tommy Jarvis in this one. I didn't like it. Oh, like, he was all right great. in this one. I like- in this one, he was a good character, and he was a relatable character. And Who doesn't love the jean jackets with, like, the, like, sheep-looking fur on it? I like, nice. I like too, that it added... Um, it expanded more on what you had brought up in the fourth one, that, um, you know, this is a town. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, a camp. Yeah, so and they I like had, that they went into changing the name, Yeah, right? they changed the name, one. and... They don't want to be remembered for what happened. Yeah, and Jason almost becomes, like, a legend. Like, oh, He's, this happened once once. Or it time. may not, never actually happened. Yeah. Jason yeah. gets drowned, again, <laughs> with a rock. But he's already dead, so does he really drown? We'll get into that. We're not at the end yet. Yeah, let's not jump too ahead. I but, just, uh, like, yeah, I just Tom, think of what I think Tom Matthews... He was he was an excellent Tommy Jarvis, and it's nice to see him from coming from like a Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. I remember he was in that one, and I saw Return of the Living Dead probably before before I saw uh, this movie. So just to see that familiar face was dope, and yeah, bringing the kids back in that was like a first. That have one little a, girl a, a camp having, actually active. That one little girl kept being like, "I'm having nightmares." Yeah, that was pretty fucked. I, if oh I was yeah, yeah. Okay, so they had um, they had the road was called Cunningham Road, which was a reference to Sean Cunningham, 
the who made the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when they tried to lose the cops. Yep, yeah. Megan. And I yep. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but uh, yeah, the whole thing with the little girl who had bad. She's like, oh, I had a bad dream that uh. Or she didn't say she had a bad dream. Her name, the little girl's name was Nancy, and she's yeah. like, I had a dream that a man was killing me in my sleep, or in my dreams. Yeah, they're like, oh, he was everywhere Whoa. and stuff. And I was like, yo, I don't know if it was intentional, but I was like, yo, is that like a Nightmare on Elm Street reference? That was pretty cool. If it is, <laughs> that was clever, because, like, I didn't realize that up until now. Yeah, the little girl, because when she walks into the cabin, because she hears a scream, she walks in, she's like, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. Fucking Nancy. How about Alice Cooper in this movie? I mean, he's not in it, but, like, he did a lot of the soundtrack for it, and they definitely used him a lot in it. So mm. it was I cool wish to he was get actually that. in it. As a, <laughs> yeah, I was that about to cool. say, when you were like, Alice Cooper in this movie, I was like, wait, yeah, hold I on. I was like, wait, where were we? What did I miss? Because I know Alice Cooper. I know what he looks like. I should have called him Yeah, no, like, but, like, when Court's driving the RV and, like, Alice Cooper's on, okay. I love the scene where, like, Jason's slowly coming up behind him. And Quartz just like jamming out. Fun Such fact, an awesome Alex scene. Is my dad's fa- one of my dad's favorite artists. Yeah, it's also been cited as like um, being one of the first movies to bring in like the meta humor that was in movies like Scream. Um, more specifically, like when the girl, the couple in the beginning, they're driving down the path and Jason shows up in the middle of the woods. Uh, she's like, Oh, I've seen enough horror movies to know that when a man's standing there in a mask, like, you don't want to, like, it, it's been said that that was a big influence on, like, how Scream came to be. Ah, because it's acknowledging that it's, like, yeah. pretty much a horror movie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They that also, sound clip was uh, used in a Dr. Acula song, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Yeah, and then, uh, like you said, Stephen, when uh, he gets, when Jason gets struck by electricity and comes back, it was a very, like, Frankenstein-esque moment, and... The director of the movie actually used Frankenstein and, like, the old Universal Monsters as influence for how Jason's character would be. To add to the uh, to the Frankenstein thing, too, uh, it also draws influence from Dracula because they bring in the whole, like, in order to kill him, you have to take him back to, like, where it all began, that type thing. Yeah. A lot of influence, definitely, for sure, on this one. Yeah. Um, but does he die? We'll get into that. I mean, Definitely. they keep making the movies. He doesn't die because it. How does he get to space? <laughs> Whoa! I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna disregard that. There. When did he become an astronaut? That's what I'm confused about. No, we're we don't talk about that. We will one day, but not today. <laughs> don't ruin this. Is beautiful that the tenth movie. movie? Yeah. Don't Makes ruin sense. this beautiful movie right now. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I thought it was cool that it brought so much influence from Universal Monsters because, like, I love the fucking Universal Monster movies. But um, Except there's just the mummy. there's just so much like this movie did not follow the formula of Friday the Thirteenth, but at the same time it did, and I I thought that it was a nice change up, and I loved what they did with the story for this. I feel um, like the main story wasn't the standard. I like thirteenth story. I like too that, and it's always stood out to me. And uh, this was another one too that I hadn't watched since I was younger. And I remember this being my favorite, but I haven't watched it since middle school again. So I, I couldn't remember if it was as good as I remember. It was probably middle. It was probably young high school because I remember you watching this. Maybe, but um, 
in our relationship span. But uh, I I remember because this has always stood out to me too that this is the first and maybe even only movie. It's been a while since I watched the entire series, but um, that they go into the fact that Jason doesn't kill kids. Like they have the cabin of kids. That it was he, always assumed. Yeah. There's the cabin of kids that you know he doesn't he doesn't bother with them. So, yeah, he's got like almost like this curiosity, he just kind of checks on what's going on there. But I like, think yeah, he, he doesn't relates like... more to the children. Well, it adds definitely to, it adds to his whole like mo too because or he's met some psycho kids. Well, it adds to his whole mo because you know his thing was he was vengeful towards uh, the counselors for what had happened to him. Like he had no beef with the kids. But wait 10 years. What? When the kids oh, get 10 years yeah. older, he'll have problems. Yeah. He'll assume they're counselors. Stop going to the camp, guys. I love, the, uh, I love the way he looked to, um, before he got brought back, when they, when they opened his coffin, where he has like the maggots all over him and stuff. It almost was like a throwback to me to Lucio Fulci's zombie, like the main zombie that's always yeah, trying, like, yeah. cover and shit. Like that... Little worms and stuff, yeah. Yeah, there's a throwback to that for me. Yeah, and then when he opens his eyes right after the first lightning strike, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, well, you just know. Did Tommy Jarvis feeling. not realize his eyes were open? Nah, he wasn't, like, looking down at him. But it was crazy because we know that, like, Jason's looking up at him. So, like, that's, al- that's almost like an edge of your seat moment where you're like, fuck, man, look down. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. please I notice. love having moments... Uh, where, like, us as the viewers know things that, like, you know, like, the mo- people in the movie don't know because it's, it, it puts you on the edge of your seat. You just, you know, you want them to acknowledge, like, what's going on, too. It's it's, it's such a fundamental in horror movies. Was anybody else really scared that Tommy Jarvis actually drowned? Uh, as a kid, yeah, I totally thought that was an end game um, the first time I watched it. What's, uh, what threw me off about this movie... Uh, it's really, like, my only, like, complaint with it, but I guess, I mean, it's a stupid fucking complaint, I'll say it outright, but, like, you have Jason, who's strong enough to, earlier in the movie, push somebody's head into a fucking RV, yeah, we talked about and their, this. their face gets indented into the fucking RV, <laughs> yeah. but when he's jumping on the boat, he can't wrestle Tommy Jarvis into pulling him into the water, <laughs> like... Holy fuck. Maybe maybe it was the awkward positioning. Like maybe. Where, I don't know. That can, boat scene was wild, though. Yeah. Can I just throw something out there that I just thought of with the last movie? What? Okay. Jason was not the killer. Right. Didn't he crush heads in that movie? No. That was the movie before it? He crushed a head in the third one, and then this one he was going to crush the one girl's head. But Okay, I was going to say, I, th- I, I watching... I hate having to do that, like, when we watch them all in a row, because then I start getting things mixed up. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, You're good. I'm the same way, especially with these movies where, like, they're all similar. Because they're the same. Yeah. But this movie had some pretty decent kills, but it's my favorite movie of the series, but I will say that the kills weren't as great as some of the other ones, and... Uh, I did. I did. I do remember reading that uh, they went back and like filmed additional scenes of people dying because the test audiences weren't happy that there wasn't a high body count. 
um, that it was more story driven. So they went. Maybe that's why they threw the paintball scene in. That's what. what, Yeah, when we were watching it, I was kind of like, you can kind of tell which ones were thrown in and which ones were actually supposed to be in it. But um, yeah, like there, there really wasn't that many scenes. I think the first scene with the uh, the couple in the woods, I thought that that was a creepy scene. That was pretty cool. Was that the one with the Volkswagen? Yeah, when he had the spear. They were the camp counselors that they were waiting on, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. The people that were going to run the camp, and they're like, if they don't get here, we're going to send the kids home because I'm not running this shit. I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I will say the kills, though, they they weren't my favorite. Like, when the guy gets thrown into the tree and there's, like, the smiley face on the tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like, I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I always I always thought the paintball scene was pretty silly overall. Mm-hmm. And then how he just chops them up and they all just fall apart in, in a row like that. The three people. I like the the depth of this story too that it goes into with uh, with the police officer and like he doesn't believe that Jason's actually back and then like his daughter does. So they kind of go on that. Like I feel like there's a lot of character development in this that you don't get in any of the other movies. Yeah. Especially, yeah, like, a connection between, like, Megan and Tommy. You also and, uh, made the comment that. that you didn't like the character development in the other ones, though. Did I? Yeah, you were like, um... No, okay, so... The, there's yeah. too much teenage... Like, I don't like the teenage drama, but when you have, like, a protagonist... Like, I don't like the character development where it's, like, forcing it, like, oh, this is how this person is, and this is how this person is, and this person acts this way for this reason. Like, I don't like that. But when you have, like, a protagonist, and, like, they have this, like I said, it was the only movie where somebody was actually hunting down Jason, and, like, he was the hero of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, like, you're developing these people just to kill them off. That's what I don't really care for. I love Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, the insults he throws at Jason is awesome. Come here, Jason, you pussy, you yeah. maggot head. Like, <laughs> maggot head. Around. I was fucking dying at maggot head. <laughs> yeah, maggot head. Uh, it was so... I feel like it was the perfect setting to have them to, like, duke it out in the water, in the lake, where it all, like, pretty much happened. It was just such an awesome scene. And the way, like, Tommy set up everything, I thought it was just very creative. And I was like... It was almost like getting ready to watch like a big fight. I was like, "All right, here we go." When you he's calling really... him out, and Jason starts you ascending really... into the water. There you go. <laughs> You're good. Isn't it crazy um, how my phone. how iconic these characters that have no lines are? Like Jason, and Jason, Leatherface, and... Leatherface, Mike Myers. Like they're like it's the... just a presence. It's funny. They bring this energy to him, like. Whereas, like, Michael Myers, like, you know, he's he's described as a, a force. I think the same can be applied to, like, Jason and, like, characters like, you know, yeah, Jason or Leatherface. Like, they're, like, almost, like, a presence or a force, you know. But, like, they at don't the same to, time, they don't have to like, they're, they're all doing similar things, but you get a totally different vibe from them as, as murderers. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it, and that's what makes it unique with all of the characters. Especially, like, to me, the big four are, like... Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael, Leatherface, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they each have their own distinct personality or style, even if they don't talk. It's it's definitely interesting. For sure. But you guys want to get into ratings for... Sure. All right. So, this was uh, 
this was an, uh, definitely a favorite in the series. Uh, four being my complete favorite, I'd have to say this is my second favorite in the series. Uh, there's a lot to like about it. Uh, Tommy Jarvis's character, just way more developed, and it's cool to see the battle with him and Jason in the lake at the end. I think it's just, like, perfect for that. Um, I, again, yeah, I gotta agree, not the most uh, creative kills, but overall just enjoyable, really. And the soundtrack was awesome, done by Alice Cooper. I'm going to give this one a 7 point, mm, 7.8. All right. Sierra? I'm going to blow you all away with 7.9. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Tommy Jarvis is awesome in this one. Uh, I think it's a much better representation of who I think he would be. So, yeah. All right. I agree. All right, uh, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but like I said before, like I love that you have like this change-up in formula where you have somebody actually hunting Jason as opposed to him just taking people out one by one. Um, I like the development of Tommy Jarvis, like I had said, and like you said, Sierra, like it's, uh, it's what I pictured young Tommy Jarvis growing up to be, not the quiet, like traumatized one from uh, A New Beginning. I like the zombie Jason. I like that it basically created the Jason that we know now. And yeah, the fight between Tommy Jarvis and Jason at the end was pretty badass. So I am going to give it, as my favorite of the series, 8.8. Nice. And that gives it an average of an 8.2. Right on. Pretty fair. Good shit. So I hope everyone out there who's listening is enjoying their Friday the 13th. Make sure you uh, get together have a marathon with your friends or whatever because it's not often that we get the month of michael but the day of jason in the same month so i think that's pretty awesome this year that is awesome i'm going to haunted hayride on friday all right so uh yeah thank you guys for listening be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at horror haven podcast um you can follow us on twitter at horror underscore haven i don't really post on it too much but feel free um, and leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. If you're listening on iTunes, we like to hear from you guys. I'll bake you cakes. <laughs> you probably won't get a cake, but um, tune in next week. We're going to be covering wow. the first three, Doubt me. the first three installments in the Saw series. <laughs> uh, Let should, the games begin. <laughs> should be should be interesting because I know that yeah. all of us have a different opinion on them. So <laughs> fuck Saw. Don't give away your opinions here. It's a secret. It's not a secret. Yeah. Tune in next week, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Good night. Farewell. Night.